everyone. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Podcast. In this show, we strive to open a dialogue of how life recovery and God's Word go hand in hand. Every week, our speaker will be going through the biblical process of life transformation. And now, another episode of the Midweek Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Midweek Podcast. My name is Tony Benda. I'm the storyteller here at Temple Church. Today we have Kathy Reinhart with us. She is our Hope Center director, is that correct? Correct. Awesome. And uh, her husband, Doug, actually was part of our midweek a few weeks ago. He gave his testimony with uh, Pastor Bennett in a dialogue format here on that Wednesday night. Um, So Kathy, let's hear a little bit about you and what you do here and kind of your role. Yeah, well, it's so good to be here, Tony. Um, I am the Hope Center director. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor um, and was licensed several years ago, but was have been in Temple for nine years, um, working as the Hope Center, or actually back then it was Hope Network mm-hmm. assistant, um, coming alongside people and learning how to care for people in a different way. And so um, as I have grown and as people have left um, Temple and I sort of rose up into the director position, um, we have excitingly have a new house that um, we are doing our counseling center at. And so we not only see people from church, but we also see people in the community. And that's derived of lay counselors, which are people that are not like professionals. Mm-hmm. Interns, those who are going through school to learn to be a counselor. And then me, licensed counselor. Um, and so we have a, a great diverse crew of people that come alongside others to care for them. That's awesome. And you said the the Hope Center has been around for, the network has been around for about nine years and you've been a part of that? Well, it's been longer than nine because it was here before I got here. Okay. So it was years before I started. I want to say maybe, I don't even want to guess. <laughs> I don't even want to guess the no, year it fine. started, but it's been a long time. And the last uh, year and a half, I believe, is you, you got some awesome things that happened for Hope Center, including a, a new location um, just off of our main campus, right? Right. In February, um, Temple signed a contract to purchase a house, a little house, a little two-bedroom, one-bathroom house that supports three counseling offices um, for for meeting the needs of the people. But it's been cool because it's very quickly starting to evolve into Mm -hmm. what it's going to be. And I would have to say it's probably, we're going to outgrow it fast. Yeah, I've already, I've already heard a, a few stories where you're going to be outgrowing it in the next couple of years for sure. Yeah. So anyone out there that has any real estate that you're looking to donate to the <laughs> That's <laughs> no. right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, if, but but for real though, keep your eyes and ears to the ground. That's, right. that's definitely a great thing for, um, not just for Hope Center, but for the community at large, because a lot of people receive the benefits of that and... Yeah. Um, it's just a great thing to have in our tool belt, I guess. Yeah, it is. Um, Cause well, not many churches have that. Like if, no. if we were to look at other areas, like usually your big cities are the ones or your larger cities, larger communities mm-hmm. have the ability to have a counseling center that's Christ centered in, you know, connected to a church. And the reason that's so important is for accountability and coverage. Definitely. Like anyway. So and I know that a there's thing. a lot of um, pastors in different churches that have uh, family counseling yeah. under their under their belt, either through school or through um, other certificate training that they may have achieved over the years. But um, I know part of this kind of takes the burden, not the burden, but some of this takes a little bit of that 
um, off of the pastors directly to where they could still facilitate ministry in other areas. Right, right, yeah. right. Because it's a both and in my head. Mm-hmm. Like pastors are so valuable in, in a lot of areas and a lot of ways. Sometimes we get people that can't afford therapy, so to mm-hmm. speak, and they need someone who can kind of like dig into that stuff as well as come alongside in in spiritual support as well. That's right. Well, um, Kathy, it's great to have you here today. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners are going to benefit from some of the knowledge you have, not just this week, but also in the next uh, next episode after this. We've got some other cool stuff you know, in the works for our next episode for New Year's. Um, but for today, we are uh, going to be airing this episode on Christmas Eve. So mm-hmm. this Friday, the 24th um, at 6 a.m. And uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about are some... I guess Christmas traditions. Yeah. Um, so let's let's start with you. I guess our yeah, guest there, today. There are several traditions. Like in growing up, even as a child, um, there was always you know presents and Christmas tree and all of that. But nothing like I can think back in my life. Like, wow, this is what we do every year. So when my kids were little, one of the traditions that I raised them in was going on Christmas Eve to go look at lights. Mm -hmm. And then when they would come back to the house, Santa would have come and the presents were all under the tree. And it was just a fun, that was kind of something fun that was done when my kids were small. Um, There weren't many other like family traditions per se, right? Like I could say that we always put the Christmas tree up the Mm -hmm. week of Thanksgiving or, but those weren't really traditions. Um, traditions really started happening for me after I became an adult and kind of recognized that Christmas became one of those holidays that was just like every other holiday. And I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, one of the things that, um, I've incorporated or not I, but me and my husband have incorporated Doug is a Christmas letter. When I first met him, um, we met 19 years ago, almost 20 years ago now, um, we decided that instead of presents, we would do a Christmas letter. So we would, each of us would write our letters and stick them by the bedside um, to wake up Christmas Day. And it's kind of funny because, you know, you don't just plop the letter out there. Mm-hmm. You run out of the room for the restroom or whatever in the middle of the night and you drag your letter back out and you tuck it <laughs> next to your next to your honey. But because um, it's kind of fun to do those kind of neat things that it's like, we know we haven't forgotten, but it's not right here yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, every year we write a Christmas letter. And for Doug, it's been different every year. Sometimes I get a paper letter and sometimes I get um, a picture frame of pictures for the year. Hmm. I know one year, and this is one of my um, treasured letters, was um, when Doug and I, in 2010, we'd gone to Africa. It was my first Africa mission trip. It was our... Um, his second, and somebody had captured a picture of us um, embracing arm in arm, raising our hand, our other hand to the Lord. So we look like two people as one Mm -hmm. with our arms raised up. And so um, he had taken that picture and he had made it a layer. And then he had put a poem up at top and then he had a floating heart in it. It's it's hard to describe. I wish I could describe it well. But that was just like, wow, where did you think of that? Like, I just write a letter. 
<laughs> I wasn't creative like that. But that tradition has been one of the most precious things. Like I, we each have our stack of letters. Like I can mm-hmm. go back to my letters and so read cool. through them and kind of see what that year was like. And so in several years past, it's been kind of like what's happened throughout that year. Mm-hmm. Like in the 2020 letter that I got, um, he references the pandemic and masks and social distancing, but how together we overcame it together. We survived it together. We survived it together and with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's amazing that, you know, couples can go through hard times. We can go through things that make us have friction. But we always know, Doug and I always know that we're for each other always. Mm-hmm. And this is like the end of a year of reminding each other that That's we were right. for each other always. That's so so cool. this is the most precious tradition I have. And a brand new one sort of that we've had since we've had grandkids mm-hmm. is um, we've evolved our um, Christmas Day um, tradition into we started out at Waffle House when my daughter only had one kid. Um, her and her husband only had one child, one grandchild for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go to Waffle House and we'd have breakfast and I then we would that. all go do our own thing. <laughs> well, then there were two and so we'd still go. But once we got too many for Waffle House, because you can only fit so many in a booth, yeah, yeah. we um, evolved IHOP. And then That's it just fun. got crazy out there trying to do all of that and feel like you were connecting. So um, then we started the tradition of being at her house on Christmas and um, having Christmas a Christmas meal there, mm-hmm. whether it be breakfast or brunch. But what about you? What are some of your traditions? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> we used to, um, growing up, I so I'm 29 now. Um, for those who don't know me that well, I'm 29. Um, I'm originally from Chicagoland, uh, and I moved down here to North Carolina uh, back in August of 20. So that was wow. a huge transition, not just on the Christmas side, but um, just in terms of life. So growing up, we had snow almost every year on the ground. Sometimes wow. it was, you know, feet of snow. Sometimes it, it was barely frost coating the ground, uh, depending on the year. But um, it was neat just waking up, white Christmas, just mm-hmm. like the music used to sing about. Um, growing up, we, we couldn't touch the presents or go even look at the tree until <laughs> <laughs> until usually about seven o'clock. So if we're up at five or six o'clock, we would throw on Looney Tunes or some other cartoons that we were familiar with. Um, and we would just wait for mom and dad to get up. Dad would usually make some French toast in the morning and get coffee going. Uh, my uncle Stephen lived across the street, which has always been awesome. So that's yeah. my dad's brother. Uh, and he used to come over for breakfast and open gifts with us. And um, and it was just a great time. And from there, we would go then to my grandparents, my my dad's parents' house, and, uh, you know, just spend the day with them, mm-hmm. you know, big meal about 2 or 3 o'clock, and we would have gifts. And um, my grandfather every year would read out of the, the Christmas story out of Luke. Wow. Um, so that was that was one thing that I'm, I'm very fortunate to have grown up with um, is just that tradition of reading the Christmas story every year. Um, and that is that is something, even moving down here, my dad has done that last year. Um, you know, my dad's dad still lives in Illinois, but it's, you know, not easy seeing everyone all the time. And, um, so Christmases recently have been a little bit spread out, but my dad has still carried that tradition down here in his home, which is, uh, very cool. And recently our Christmases have looked like, um, well, this is going to be my second Christmas in North Carolina. Last year we spent it, uh, at my parents'. Um, and it was cool because I was, you know, dating my now wife at the time. Mm-hmm. We had just been 
just started dating December 20th of 2020. Um, so we met during the pandemic, um, spent Christmas together and, you know, got married in July. But she was part of that wow. uh, new Christmas tradition, I guess you would say. So it's a new new thing that we're starting uh, and then we went to do Christmas up with her family around the new year, kind of just visit. And I got to meet her parents finally. And um, that was super neat. But have y'all ever talked about traditions or what you guys wanted to incorporate for your first Christmas? Hmm. I don't think we've actually had that conversation, but that would be a very good one to have. <laughs> um, so I, I know our plans for this year, we're probably going to um, just relax Christmas morning a little bit and then have family brunch about 10 o'clock and um, for any of the family who's in the area, my parents, and then, you know, open gifts as a family and kind of just hang out the rest of the day, play games and stuff like that. We're a big yeah. game family. Oh. So card games, board games, anything like that. We, we typically love to do, um, some of the foods that we used to do, um, <laughs> sometimes we'd have a turkey at Christmas, depending on how many people, um, Christmas ham is always a big one. Oh. Um, did you ever do any kind of food traditions or anything like that? <laughs> Other than Waffle House, <laughs> there's been no like real tradition around food at Christmas. Mm. That's okay. interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah, we're a, <laughs> we're a big food family. So my <laughs> on my mom's side, uh, we grew up, you know, with with Italian food all the time, and then on my dad's side, it's all Slovak. So we would have all sorts of you know fantastic soups wow. and roasts and all that kind of stuff. Just based off of you know old slovak cooking and mm. uh, or italian cooking and i even learned how to make pasta throughout the years um just so is pasta traditions. a big thing at christmas or is it more like the turkey and ham tradition more like the ham and yeah. stuff like that baking a big old ham and having different sides around yeah. that but that's <laughs> kind of fun hmm. that's me making me think about what do i want to do for a food tradition now <laughs> <laughs> well i i know some people annually will go to mike's farm yeah. Um, around this area. And I've actually never been to Mike's Farm, but we're going to be going tomorrow night. So Thursday, the 23rd, we're going to be going to Mike's Farm. You will love it. That's what I heard. You will absolutely love it. And and I think this has been a tradition for um, one of the families that we're going with. So my brother, Aaron, is engaged to Jesse Kacher, um, and and their whole family, the Kacher family, I think has done this multiple times before. So kind of mm-hmm. we're incorporating some new families together. and. Yeah. Um, incorporating some traditions together. Like we spent Easter with their family, which is awesome, and Thanksgiving as well there. Um, so all of these families are becoming one, and it's kind of kind of neat to share traditions or new um, new traditions in that sense with each other. Or even try out traditions you've never done before to yeah, see if you that's like right. them. That's you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what does Christmas kind of look like around your house? Do you guys decorate? You guys hang stockings. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people are like Christmas tree oh, this comes is out. so funny because um, when my kids were little, we decorated a lot. Mm-hmm. And you would think because we have grandkids, we would decorate to the hilt. But both Doug and I are so busy in, in our jobs and in the things that we do mm-hmm. that by the time Christmas comes, we look around and we're like, oh, wow, we didn't decorate this year. So we haven't decorated in years. Mm. Um, and I think that there has been attempts to sort of get it better. Um, <laughs> I think awesome. sometimes we do good to get our Christmas card out um, every year. But mm. it's sad because I remember a season when my kids were younger where that was something that we were very intentional about um, or I was very intentional about, but um, not so much. And yeah. that's, you know, that's something I love to incorporate back. But for me, it's going to take a lot more planning. 
It's not something that's going to happen last minute. Mm-hmm. What, what about, about y'all? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't had one yet. So is your house decorated right well, now? <laughs> funny story. So we're still in the remodel process of our home. Um, but I don't think that'll stop us from putting a few lights out still. I know we're only a couple of days away from Christmas, but <laughs> we have our lights. I have some in the car right now. And um, <laughs> so I, our, our decorating has been a bit scarce right now. And, but my sister likes to decorate quite yeah. a bit for, for Christmas. And we used to grow up... Um, helping mom decorate the house completely. Yeah. So I used to help her. I Sometimes in November still, I would pull the, you know, the, the Christmas tubs out of the attic yeah. and, and start taking ornaments and stuff out. And my mom would say, we don't need that now. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. And <laughs> <laughs> so I was always very, in, very much anticipating Christmas and the decorating and all that stuff. I'm a, I like the festive feel about everything. I do too. And I, I really do. I like lights. Oh, I, I love, love it. lights. It's so much fun. And, <laughs> There are times that I would even start listening to Christmas music back in like August and September. I'm I'm that kind of terrible person. But. Well, it's not terrible. Like I even think about like Christmas tree mm-hmm. and um, all the decorations. I have decorations way back. Like mm-hmm. get a new one every year. I was doing that for a long time. Um, and so it's time. You know, it's time to kind of like reevaluate all that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, one of one of my traditions that I've kind of kept up, I haven't done it yet this year because um, just due to house remodeling and location yeah. of items right now, but um, every year the first Christmas album that I would play um, is the Nat King Cole Christmas mm-hmm. album on vinyl. I've got oh, a record player. Wow. So that would be the first Christmas vinyl that I'd play every single year. And usually I have records going all day on Christmas and um, so we might have to figure that out this year, but my record player isn't my parents right now. So they still have all my collection, um, at this moment, since I moved down here, they've been storing my stuff, which has <laughs> been great. Thanks mom and dad. Um, yeah. Right. So what about, um, I'm going to ask you a question. What mm-hmm. about a Christmas movie? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh boy. Um, a lot of people will say die hard, but <laughs> I have actually, really? I, don't, I don't think I've fully seen Die Hard. I might have fallen asleep the last time I tried to watch it. Um, <laughs> but, but Christmas movies specifically, uh, we grew up watching Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Um, both the old one, but mostly the newer one, um, the remake back in the 90s. But I, th- I think the one that I will annually watch probably is the Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, uh, yeah, we do that one. So that... That one specifically has with, been without fail. I've watched it every year. Um, my next one, I think, would probably be the... Oh, now I'm forgetting it. What the name of it is. The White Christmas? No, no not the one with Bean Crosby. Yeah, that's Mary my Queenie. favorite. That's a great one. That's my favorite. Um, but it's it's the one with Jimmy Stewart. And, oh, yeah, It's a know, Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. That's yeah. it. And I just forgot the name of that. But yeah, it's, the, okay. <laughs> it's a great movie. And... Yeah, I'll probably watch that at least every year. Yeah, we watch that one, or at least I watch that one. Um, White Christmas has become one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. I love the costume. I love the music. I love the storyline in it. Um, yeah, all White of that. Christmas is great. I haven't yeah. seen that in probably five or six years. Oh, you so should might, do it again. I'm write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> White Christmas. But I do have the vinyl, so that might that's one of the ones that I do play on yeah. every year. Um. I love um, It's a Wonderful Life because of its redeeming understanding mm-hmm. of we do impact life. Like, And when we're not here, yes. the things 
that we have impacted won't be impacted the same. And I love that storyline also because I think during the Christmas season, it can be a tough season for some um, because tragedy happens, rough patches, all that kind of stuff. And I think many times we need to be reminded that we are important, we are valuable, we do Mm -hmm. make a difference. That's right. And on that topic, uh, a little bit before we started recording, we were talking about sometimes how the holiday again can be difficult for people. Um, and I'm sure both of us have experienced loss, um, either around the holidays or we know people who have, um, that are close to us. Like, um, last year specifically back in 2020, um, was the first year that we were without my nephew Odin. So Mm -hmm. his story is that he had, um, hepatoblastoma, which is a liver cancer, um, stage four. And he passed at two and a half years old. Yeah. Uh, and that was the day after Christmas of 2019. So that last year was a rough year um, for the family. But, um, you know, life keeps going on and God gives us strength to keep moving through it. And, you know, we remember and we reflect on the great times that we've had with, you know, even a two year half, two and a half year old little boy, but yeah. brought us a ton of joy. And so what would you share with someone since that hurt is so fresh? Mm-hmm. What would you share with someone who's going through Christmas right now? in that place of tragedy, loss, life is different than it was last year this time, what would you tell them? How'd you get through it? Well, our, our family is a very tight-knit family, and, and we are, a, everyone in our family is a Christian, at least to the best of my knowledge. So we, we embrace each other, and we embrace Christ through the times. Mm. It's, it's very difficult sometimes, but um, I think our faith has definitely grown uh, because we've clung to the cross during those difficult situations. Um, and we're, I'm very grateful and blessed to, you know, have a church family here um, in New Bern and also my actual family here so we can kind of all be together and um, keep moving through those times. Yeah. And um, last year we actually had my baby niece was born the 29th of December. So nice. even though there's some, you know, difficult memories associated, there's also some more, again, rede- redemptive nice. um happenings around the holidays as well and i have another um we call her my niece but she's uh, four years old she's kind of more like a cousin but um she was adopted and uh about this time uh two years ago now so there's just a lot of you know ups and downs for different people and it's it's very neat to see how god is working through all those stories and you know he still gets glory through it all it's it's awesome yeah, I think too, um, when I think about also losses, I also think about family, um, where family's not really mm-hmm. maybe a joyful family or one that has maybe um, addiction within the family. And um, in my own life, I remember um, Christmas tree being fallen down mm-hmm. during the holidays because my mother was an alcoholic and how Christmas used to represent something so yucky. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we have to, when we get out from underneath it, we it's an opportunity to kind of like turn it around, mm-hmm. turn it around to where it doesn't have to be a reflection of a yucky time in our life. It can be something that we get to create into something brand new. So not just loss of someone or just the death of someone, but even like living in the middle of a tough circumstance. Like what about those who have um, family members who deal with PTSD? Christmas mm. can be one of the hardest time of year Definitely. for those families. And so my heart goes out to you. And um, there are things to do in order to lighten that load. Yeah. Um, I know every year there are some 
different outreaches and stuff that offer different services. Uh, I know for our church specifically, we do offer Christmas Eve service. Um, mm-hmm. We're actually having two of them this year, one at four and one at six. Yeah. Shameless plug for those who are in the area. <laughs> um, but it's for those who are feeling lost or feel like they need to be a part of something. That's so good. Um, we do have different things like that available and, and it's going to be awesome. We're just talking about the real reason for the season. And this year's theme is what would Christmas be or where would Christmas be without Christ? Yeah. And, and that's just a, a an interesting topic to think about sometimes because, you know, without Christ, there wouldn't be, I don't even know a lot of the stuff we have today. Yeah. Um, there wouldn't be a reason to celebrate. Um, I know a lot of people talk about gifts being, um, a very important part of Christmas, but it's really not about the gifts. It's about, you know, Christ coming to earth back yeah. in over 2000 years ago as a baby and, um, his life and death and resurrection through that. But I don't want to spoil the whole sermon we have yeah, on don't Friday. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, are there, are there other things kind of that Christmas really brings to your mind? Um, do you ever reach out to friends that you may have not talked to in years or kind of just, I know a lot of people still send Christmas cards and, um, yeah, I'm one of those weirdos that still does a Christmas card. Um, (laughs) I I know that Christmas cards are starting to like fade away. It's, it's wild because I think this is, this year was one of a year that we didn't get as many as we usually get. Um, and I don't mind not receiving them, but I definitely, it's an opportunity for us to kind of like reach out. There's some that, um, we've lost addresses to of people that we really Mm -hmm. care about that they came back last year during the pandemic and we don't know where some people are. So, um, if you are hearing this and you usually get a card from us, (laughs) private message me (laughs) because (laughs) yeah, um, we didn't mean to forget you, but I think that during the Christmas season, when we can reach out to just those that we care about and let them know they're not alone. I think that that's a valuable piece around Christmas, right? Because um, people are, life gets busy. Let me put it this way. Life gets busy and we go from thing to thing to thing to thing. And Christmas is that one time of the year that you can slow down just a little bit and make an impact on a life. And I think that is why we do Christmas cards. It's kind of like to say, okay, we're stopping for a minute and we're going to get this out and mm-hmm. we're going to take time to, to do the envelopes. We're going to take time to, to, to lay this out and sun every card and, and do that. And it's just a small way to say we're mm-hmm. thinking about you. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that there's a lot of work sometimes that goes into this. So it's a labor of love and it's just a, yeah. it is a good reminder that people are remembered or thought of during the holidays for sure. Yeah. All right, Kathy, as we're closing up this episode, do you have any last thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, I I think about traditions and I think about Christmas and some people don't have the funds to like gift people things. We've talked about those different things. And I just want to encourage you, you may have heard something during this broadcast that would be something that you'd like to try. And And I just want you to know that, I don't know, we found our Christmas letter to be the most special um, tradition, the most special gift that we could give each other, and maybe something along those lines, something that doesn't cost money mm-hmm. but has so much of your heart in it um, would be something to try new this year, even if it's just driving around and looking at Christmas tree lights, yeah. something that's just a big heart thing. I love that. Well, Kathy, thank you for being here. It's great having you on the podcast. And uh, 
we look forward to the next episode that we're going to be recording. Yeah. Um, for those who will be listening to that um, next week, we will we'll be talking about New Year's resolutions, the pros and the cons. Mm-hmm. I look so forward to that one. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a great episode. So thank you guys for listening. If you guys have any questions or do want to reach out to us, um, we can be emailed at temple at temple.church. Um, and if you guys have any questions, uh, go ahead and write in the, in the email header uh, podcast, and then you guys can address your questions to us, and we might even answer some of those questions or concerns on in the show. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you. Thanks again for listening to the Midweek Podcast here at Temple Church. If something spoke to your heart today, we'd love to hear from you and walk alongside you. You can reach us at temple at temple.church or you can send us a text message at 252-521-2093. If you enjoyed this week's episode, we'd love it if you rate and review the show and share it with your friends. That helps us to get the word out. Again, you can join us weekly for more episodes on how God can transform us and use us for His kingdom. We'll see you next time.